This episode is brought to you by Objective Outcomes. If you're tired of fad diets, yo-yo dieting, and quick fixes that don't last, you should start a sustainable, behavior-based personal training that is primed for lifelong changes to promote a healthier lifestyle. You can find us at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com. Also, if you are seeking remote supervision and interested in the application of ABA in health, sports, and fitness, we offer supervision for unrestricted hours, monthly group supervision where you can meet others on the same track as you. You can find more at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com. This is an ABA podcast with two BAs and And no no BS. This is two BAs on a pod. Welcome back to the episode. Today we're doing like, I don't know, a a hybrid, I guess. We're going to do our (laughs) EOAO of the week. And then at the back half of the episode, we're going to talk about a true crime case um, that's happening right now. So, but before we get into that, we'll start with our EOAO of the week. I have to literally think about my EO right now. Okay. But I can tell you my my AO. So it's it's so crazy because I listened to this um this podcast and they were talking about this African sign language that was made up by these these deaf children in Africa, right? And um their sign language that they had made up, they didn't have prepositions in the sign language. So they don't know what's oh, under okay. They don't understand like under, over, to the side of. And they did this test with these children where they hid an object in front of them. They like put like a marble underneath a box or whatever. Right. The children were unable to find the hidden marble, even if they saw it. They were unable to find it because in their language, they like were not able to comprehend what underneath something means. Right. Right. So, like, that just made me think of, like, how our language affects, like, our behaviors. So, for me, like, my language to myself is, like, um, like I, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like working on, like, the things that I want to work on. Like, my own business, for example. Like, I, don't, I, I just hate Instagram. I just don't want to be on social media. I, know. I feel fake on social media. It's I feel disingenuous. I don't want to do this. And, like, I'm telling myself this like daily like lately I've been telling myself this and I noticed because I'm telling me these myself these things I'm not doing those behaviors because like Jocelyn had said with the episode last week when we tell ourselves these things we look for evidence and I really yeah I really believe it and like the thing with the children with the dead with the sign language like it's so crazy like they weren't even able to find something that was right in front of them because their language says underneath does not exist like that doesn't exist right so it's just that making I was making that connection last night about me and like not spending time on my own business not spending time on creating content not spending time on just like make making my craft better uh, which is something I noticed when I do take the time and do those things I, I get clients I get growth I'm like in a momentum in the swing of things so I I feel like today I really want to like shift my verbal behavior that I'm telling myself like and not really focus on the things that I'm not into like you know like 
I get I get like Black Mirror vibes when I'm doing the reels. I like I don't know right. if you've seen Black Mirror. Have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah, I've- the episode when everyone's watching and yeah. you're like they're like um, <laughs> powering up on like the bikes at one episode. Mm-hmm. I get, I feel like that. Like we're all like just trying to be so performative, and it's just like so disingenuous. And I've been focusing on that part of it so much more when there's so many other things that I can be doing to work on my craft and work on my business. That's not just the performative crap that's on Instagram. So that's been a major AO, but I'm trying to switch, you know, to to be an EO where I'm like feeling motivated to do the things because it's true. Like when I spend at least like an hour a day on working on my business, I I can see it. I can see the growth of it happen in real time. Um, But it's just all about perspective and doing the things that align to what your value is towards whatever, whatever my project, whatever it is, which is my business and keeping that growing and keeping that spirit high. So that's like been my little epiphany moment I have those like all the time my epiphanies but right that was yeah it was so crazy with those children no it's oh god kids literally amaze me all the time that's why I love working with kids because the fact that they even did that on their own is like so crazy but then seeing like the negative of it too where they're like they're lacking communication skills because they had to teach themselves Right. So, but that's mm-hmm. just so like interesting that they even did that. I just that's like part of why I just I love watching kids. <laughs> yeah, like I really do. Yeah, yeah. It just but it made a it gave me a huge like that light bulb moment about language because it's like right. language it's is true. our behaviors. Like if we don't have that, if we're not telling ourselves, like that's why I like the whole positive affirmation thing is like people think it's so woo woo, whatever. But if you're not telling yourself that you're good at something or that you can get better at something or that this task you're doing is worth your time, then there's going to be no follow through with behaviors because that language is not even existing in your repertoire. So why would you do those things to make that true? So I, it's just it just was really crazy when I was like, oh, my God, like, this is me right now. I'm, I've been telling myself these things, and these are the behaviors that I have been following. That makes sense, though. I'm trying to switch it to be an EO and, like, trying to right. find the positives and things, which it's been hard. My, I've been driving my mother-in-law's car. My car's still oh, yeah. not working. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I – because my husband's, like, 99% sure it's alternator. So we need to get the car started, like, jump it, which we got the jumper cables. Um, we just got need. To, we just need to find a mechanic and get the part. So I know right. it will it will get fixed. But having my mother in law's car because she's on vacation, it's been a major AO to not do it because I have a car. So like the right. <laughs> so like the it's like why and I need. But she's going to be coming back next week, so I need to get my car done before she gets back. But just right. having her car, I've been like, oh, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. So <laughs> hopefully by That's Monday because I I think all mechanics are closed on Sundays. So. By right. tomorrow, I'm hoping we can just get it started. And we called around, and um, usually, like, to order the part takes, like, a day. So That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to make it my AO turn into an EO, just, like, being conscious of what I, the things that I'm telling myself. Oh, I love that. I think that's so important, like, because I'm bad at that, too. Like, I'm the same way as you where I'll just, like, talk negatively to myself, especially with social media because I really just, like, don't. I really don't like it. Um, so I think like that shift is like so important because it really just like sets the tone. Like I think the problem with manifesting where people think it's stupid because I 
felt this way was that some some people some influencers market manifestation as if you just say it it'll happen and that is not true when you tell yourself these things your behaviors shift unintentionally because you're already setting the tone so it's like an antecedent strategy to more positive behavior outcome And then those things just lead and trickle into one another. It's not just like, oh, I woke up, I said these 10 affirmations, and then the next day I had 10 grand in my bank account. Like, that's not how that works. But I think a lot of people market it that way, and that's not true. And then they just get views and views, and they're getting more money off of saying these simple things. But like, people are like, that's not how it works. You still have to put in the work. 100% you do. But if you're working and just being negative all the time, it's not going to fucking do anything for you. So exactly, exactly. And like some of my favorite artists, like comedians, podcasters, rappers, singers, they put in the work. Like, I don't know if you know who Russ is. He's like a rapper. I love Russ. I've loved Russ since Russ was on fucking Spotify. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. I love, (laughs) I love Russ. Talk about self-made and not giving a fuck about not giving a fuck. Yeah. He's not people, but people's opinion. He, he did not have a record label until he made his own record label. 100%. Like that is such that, that, um, work ethic and the, how much he believed in himself like that song fuck it i'll do it myself like that is like an anthem (laughs) yes like that is such an anthem like he he's like he's like the epitome of just like you don't need anyone's help like if you want it then you need to put in the work and he was putting out songs weekly like making a song i remember (laughs) weekly and um, oh my god there was a comedian that was inspired by him and so he started putting out clips like audio like not audio um youtube videos he's putting out youtube videos weekly and his growth on youtube was exponential because of that so just having that work ethic and it's not like you're going to be good for like the first one two three four times it's going to take practice but because you're doing that work over and over um that means you are going to eventually get better at it because you know practice you do get better so I think just having that mindset, which is a mindset that I, I know I live by, I just have to remind myself like of that mindset, like you will get better, but you just need to practice. So that's my like, I'm trying to change my life around. <laughs> yeah, it's hard though. So I get it because I'm, I'm like that too. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, my AO is that my boyfriend is leaving for Thailand on Friday. So like this Friday oh, coming know. up, not today. Oh, today's Sunday. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought today was Friday for a second. Oh, my God. Well, he's leaving. So, like, I it's just, like, making me not want to, like, do anything in my free time besides, like, spend time with him because he's leaving for three months, which we've been apart before. Like, the longest we've spent apart was six or seven months, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, And part of it, he was, like – in training because he was in the military so like we didn't like this time is going to be different because we'll even be able to talk like the we've went like three weeks without talking before which this is all like honestly if you're uh like a military spouse i'm sorry because i probably sound like i'm complaining because i know people who like right don't talk to their spouse for months because they're on certain deployments so like we never gone like months without talking just weeks but we haven't been apart in a year because he's been fully like out of the military for a year. Right. So like I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like I like forgot what that feels like. Like I like yeah. totally forgot. Um, So I'm so excited for him. But at the same time, it's just making me like 
feel like less like motivated to do what I'm supposed to do. It's like such an AO for me to like get my like studying done while I'm at his house or like even like go to the gym because sometimes I like would go to the gym in between my two clients but this time like oh if I could go there for 45 minutes instead like I'll just go there which is like temporary because he is leaving in like five days so then when he's gone I'll just have all the time in the world to like redo that stuff. Do all the things right. Yeah but it is just like an AO for me. I have a question about him going to Thailand like what is he doing he's training oh so yeah so he does muay thai kickboxing and he he doesn't like want to do it like fully professional but he would like Mm -hmm. to like do semi-professional fights and it was just like ever since we met this was a goal of his to like train abroad and like have a certain amount of fights before he like had kids like some people it's like college or money (laughs) for him it's this um his dad was actually a a world champion lightweight boxer sorry I don't know if I'm saying that right for Venezuela so like he comes from like a fighter (laughs) and I guess it's just like something that like he's always done he wants to do he his dad wasn't a kickboxer but he he does kickboxing so he's going there to like two different gyms to train there and hopefully pick up some fights while he's there um so that's what he's doing over there so that's really because is it Thailand known, known for like Muay Thai Yes, it comes from there. Right. So that's yeah, that's what he's doing. He used to do Muay Thai Jiu Jitsu, um, but then he like once he before he joined the military, he started doing Muay Thai kickboxing. I've never seen him. He's never done a fight before, like at, at like a competition or whatever the fuck it's called. So he really hopes to pick some up there. But like I've never I've seen him train and it's like intense. Yeah. And then I watch fights with him and I'm like, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> but, oh my God. But he my, wants to. My husband's obsessed with MMA. He does um, Muay Thai. Well, he goes to like an MMA gym. So they do Muay Thai yeah. and they do Jiu Jitsu. And his favorite is Jiu Jitsu. I've actually asked him, like, for a female, like, what, what do you think would be the most beneficial? And they, he told me, and also my brother in law, like, backed him up, like, Jiu Jitsu would be the best for a woman because mm-hmm. you can be small and take down a bigger person. It's because it's technique. Right. Like, you're not, like, striking. No, Jiu-Jitsu like, is fucking badass. Intense. I've yeah, done a class badass. before. It's hard. Did you? Like, cause, I want to Yeah, so, so the, my supervisor's husband owns a Jiu-Jitsu gym. It's such a small world because he actually used to train my boyfriend. And I didn't, like, we made this connection, like, after, like, years after I was with him already. But my client, like, he does a Jiu-Jitsu class for kids with special needs at his gym my supervisor actually teaches it yeah like crazy so my client goes to this class but then my my supervisor is like you know I kind of want him to do the regular teen class because those kids are just great and I want to like work on the social skills there so Mm -hmm. I go with him uh we haven't done it in like about a month or two but after like I went with him a couple times like her husband was like why don't you stay for the adult class next time and I was like oh god I really didn't want to um because I am like really weird about being touched I think it's because I was probably not like held as a baby honestly like if you look at like psychologically like my mother was not very like loving of me so like I do I am not a touchy person like it's actually very hard as an RBT when you have those clients that want like tickles I just (laughs) Alex (laughs) like tries to tickle me (laughs) yes exactly I don't know like I'm not like rude about it but I just like I only like I'm not a cuddler I'm not like a a hugger like I just am not but like with my boyfriend it's completely different like he's like of course 
but I'm like, no, that's just because like, I love you. Like I, like, I just right, can't like, I, even my, my sister, and my brother are not like that either though. Like they're okay, so like, cause we used to all like hang out all the time and like, they would be like late in bed, like on TikTok or not TikToks back then we didn't have it, but like on Instagram, like shoulder to shoulder, like looking at memes together. And I would just be sitting at the edge of the bed. Like, cool. Like I just can't, like, I am not like that. I don't know why. How so weird. I was really nervous to do it, but <laughs> it was, it was hard. But it was good. I want to do it again. When I I told my boss like when I passed the test, I would love to like join the gym because I just don't have time yeah. right now. But I would yes. I would love to do it because like why not? You should we should know defense techniques like know. for sure. I want to do it too. I just like I need to like figure out because it's a lot of training. So I would have to like stop doing as much lifting as I do right now and like maybe lift like once or twice and then do like the jujitsu like two times because it's a lot on your central nervous system having to like muster up all of that tenseness and that energy because it's just like mm-hmm. everything you got you have to like summon it summon it that your strength <laughs> to roll with the right. person right so but no, it does look sure. fun sorry i was like i wanted to know a little bit more about your no your no it's okay <laughs> I, I feel like i never talk about him <laughs> I know. like not oh. enough like i don't know some people on instagram like show their relationship they like mm-hmm. talk and like i don't really do that i feel like bad about it but i just we've never been like that i don't know why I don't know right. if it's because I'm old or whatever, but I just like I don't like, the, well, I like is he's he like on a mystery. Instagram? Yeah, but he posts like once a year. <laughs> if that right. like it's probably why like, too. Yeah. We're just not like he, big we're both introverts, like right. by the true definition of the word. Like I feel like some people feel like, oh, I'm more introverted. Like uh, socializing for us truly is like a a job. A like it's yeah. It, really bad I feel like it's bad no it's gonna be bad if like our kids are not like that because I am like I tell them all the time like I don't know what I'm gonna do if our kids are the type of kids that need to like go to a, a friend's house all the oh time I'm gonna lose my shit but like whatever I'll figure it out like, it's, like, oh my god I just did this the other like a week last weekend um like a mom like was like oh let's go to the park like I met this mom through the gym so my kid mm-hmm. loves going to the gym because of the different kids there. And he made friends. So the f- little friend's mom invited me on a like, play date. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to socialize. Because I have to socialize with the mom while the kids socialize. And I'm like, <laughs> it it's so awkward. But we went and it was fine. The, the lady's pretty cool. We're going to go to the birthday right. party. So, I mean, like he made her <laughs> friend and like it's, it's yeah, fine. It's but it's there's been many times where like – moms like want to hang out because of you know kids like let's have a play date and it's just like oh i've done it a few times I like i had one mom friend but it's just i don't know it's awkward to do with new people it's just like a yeah. awkward situation that you don't want to be in so it's just better to avoid right. just avoidance behavior yeah no for sure <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna you know i was gonna make my eo about the same situation but like now that we're talking about parenting, I'm going to make it different because I don't know, like I feel such a motivation to pass this test. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my why has gotten harder, like higher. Like mm-hmm. before I want, I still wanted to pass it, but now I'm like, okay, like if I don't pass it this time, I take it. Like like we're planning to buy a house next summer and then another one in the fall. Like we're starting, we're going to start investing in real estate like we want to. I want to have a kid by the time I'm 30. Like that is like, that was always the goal. One, just because gen- like I'm getting older, like I don't give a fuck if that offends you. Like as women, we have to think about like a biological time. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. like, you know, and I, I, it's just crazy though, because as you get 
as I keep getting closer to 30, I'm like, oh my God, it's not enough time. And I just realized mm-hmm. the other day, like I get, I finally understand what people said when they were like, you're never going to be ready because I don't feel like I'm ever going to be ready. But I'm like, okay, like all these things that we want to do that we've been talking about doing the five years that we've been together are about to start happening. So it's just like creating that EO for me of like, I have to pass, like there's no option. I'm walking in there with like, I am leaving a BCBA. I don't care. Like I will not leave that fucking testing center. I will reset right like back to back. Like I will not leave. So I, I'm hoping that that verbal behavior too. And like that mindset shift is going to change that. Cause I, I even feel it like changed in the way that I'm studying. Like, even though I did say like, obviously like my AO was keeping me away from studying but the moments that I've been it's not as much as I wanted to I took a few days off from not doing anything but I got back into it I took this weekend to be like no I need to like I need to do this I don't care Mm -hmm. um and it's just like the way I'm studying is different I don't know like it's just an EO because I'm like I these are all the things that I've wanted my whole life and they're like coming into my life now and I need to like I need to get them done because like if I don't I'm not I don't know where I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be a piece of shit or something I don't know (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Did you take the mock yesterday? I didn't because what I did was I bought from uh, the behavior analyst supervisor. I Mm -hmm. I was like – I was sitting and I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Because I've been actually like meeting with like Mercy because now Mercy's studying for the test, the behavior witch, and this other girl that we met on Instagram. And we get on like Zoom and we do like the ABA wizard questions and we like if one – like if all three of us have a different answer, like we have to like – explain why we think it's that one and like defend it and then whoever has the best defense like we pick that answer and then like whatever and then like if that person was right like that person has to like teach the other two like why it was that answer and I've loved studying like that because I'm like wow like we're really actually like breaking it down so then um I was like okay I need to do another mock exam but then I was like you know what let me see like what this guy has because I bought two mocks from him and they say 30 day access, but they they don't expire in 30 days. So like don't like shit yourself about buying them because they don't like I bought them literally in May and I still have them. So like they're fine, which I'm thinking about even like redoing the one that I did because I did it literally like May 8th. I don't fucking remember those questions. So um, he has this package is $150. You, he gives you a 25 question mock for each section of the task list. So it goes from A through I. So what I did yesterday was I just did A. Like all day I did task list A. I did flashcards, fluency with the flashcards. I watched fucking Skinner do a fucking interview about behaviorism. Like everything, literally, like everything containing to task list A I did. Then I went into AB, I took a break for an hour and then I went into ABA wizard and I was like, I am not getting off this app until all of A is at a hundred percent. Like I don't care. So I would do like A1 and I got like, I got a hundred percent on that one the first time actually. So that was like cool. But then like when I got to A3 and A4, I didn't. So I got like a 50 and then I got an 80. And so when I got the 50, I went to the next thing and I did the next one and I got an 80 and then I went back to A3. So I wasn't doing it like back to back just off memorization. I was giving myself, but I was still doing the fluency of it. And then I got to a hundred. And then once it was all at a hundred, I went back an hour later and I did A through five again. And, but I got a hundred on the first time, which it's like, that's, it is like, obviously I knew the answers, but like fluency is the best way to study in my opinion. And so now today I'm doing the mock for A 
because I did all of that yesterday. So then I'm going to, so now I have it set up to where I'm going to have the, like I made a schedule, the whole, I'll have the whole task list done by August 8th. And then I test August 12th, but I want to do like the other two mocks I have by him. Like I'm thinking after I'm done with like A through C, I'll do the one that I already did. And then when I finish the whole task list, I'll do the second one that I have and see like how I do like a couple days before. But then I'm kind of nervous because I'm like, oh, if I don't pass it and I'm going into the test like two days later, maybe I'll have a heart attack. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if that I just felt like, okay, I actually like get this shit now. But now that I don't get it, I do get it. But every time you when you start studying for this test, you're going to see what I'm saying. Like when you're studying, you're like, how do I do my job? Like, how do I do my job every day? Because I don't know this shit. But like, you do know it. It's just when you talk about it conversationally on a daily basis, it's different. Like, you know the content. It's just you don't know the the way the questions ask you the content sometimes. What is A again? So it was like behaviorism, three levels of science, attitudes, the dimensions, like all that shit, which that's like, it's, it wasn't hard. Like, it's stuff that I know, but it was like, doing it question style is different so that's what I plan to do and I will say like if you're gonna buy mocks like behavior analyst supervisor he is so underrated like I don't know why but his mocks like as someone who took his mock and took the test the way he writes his questions are so similar it's like scary I'm like did you work for the BACB like did you yeah, write questions? similar the most similar. So that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I'm only going to take two full mocks and then it's going to be eight mini mocks, but all by him, I feel confident that that is like enough. Yeah. I cannot recommend him enough. I did his mocks and it's like, they, they have like a disclaimer. Like if you pass our mocks, you're like 99% like sure to pass the actual exam. Right. So I really based like, yeah, his heart heart. So I real I really based like my my percentage on those mocks if, if it's gonna pass. And I, I took all of his mocks. I did I, I think I got the same package as you. You get three full mocks and like eight mini mocks, yeah. Um and I did them all. I was like I, I really like mocks because of the question dissection part. I like that's that's what I really honed in on. Like when I was studying, I was taking mocks and then whatever questions I got incorrect, I was meeting with the group kind of like how you are, and we all talked about like why this question's incorrect and what would be the most correct answer here um because that's really the trickiest part is all of the answers fucking suck the question wording sucks so it's like really understanding what are they asking you and like what are the options here um, right so yeah august yeah. 12th so you have like three weeks mm-hmm. august 12th it went by fast yeah it did um I wish I started studying like this, like from the beginning, because I was just doing what I was, what I said I was doing. I was like going over my notes. I was like doing the questions with the group. I was doing ABA wizard, but this is, but I'm like, maybe it is good that I'm doing it like back to back to back. And I'm just going to keep like, cause it's going to be so fresh. Like when I go, Right. I don't know. We'll see. I'm nervous, but <laughs> we'll got, are you going to do anything differently? Like as far as I know, we were talking about fasting. And so this time nutrition. I picked. Yeah, so th- I've had a lot of trouble intermittent fasting with this client. Um, I fixed the issue of like the food I was bringing, but like just being in the sun like that, 
like okay so when you're intermittent fasting like you have to go by like actual hunger cues because as humans like Mm -hmm. we'll feel like we want to eat but like you're not hungry yet you just want to eat and your body's used to eating Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so like and I'm not like a medical professional or nutritionist or personal trainer by any means but this is just the research I did on my own and what I do so when I when I'm intermittent fasting like I you're really being intuitive with your body and what your body is asking you for so you start getting these actual hunger cues of like you feel like a pit in your stomach like your stomach feels empty it might start cramping a little bit and I'm not saying like push it to the point where you want to pass out even when I'm intermittent fasting if I wanted to eat at 11 but I start feeling those hunger cues at 10 I feed my body because I know my body's asking for it when Mm -hmm. I'm at this fucking place I, I really think it's just being in the sun and sweating so much that I'm burning more calories than I normally am not that I'm burning a lot because I really am just mm-hmm. standing in the sun but like constant sweating like when I tell you it doesn't stop it doesn't stop I start feeling like nauseous lightheaded and like a migraine by like 9 30 and I'm like I have to eat so I haven't really been doing it because of that, because I'm like, I don't want to like make myself sick, um, right. but I won't eat past seven. Like I get home from my client around like 6, 15, 6.30 and I eat dinner and like that's the last time that I eat. And then I just break my fast when I feel like I need to, which is really not intermittent fasting, but whatever. But this time my test is at 8 a.m. So I'm probably going to eat before I go in because if I was fasting, I would fast till 11, but I'm not really technically fasting, but I feel like I should eat before I go in. But I'm glad I picked that because last time my test being at 12, I literally was just like, I woke, I wake up early. I woke up at 630, went to the gym. And then I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, what am I doing for the rest of the day? I left like an hour before I was supposed to take it just because I couldn't sit in my house anymore. So I think that the time that I changed it and I'm going to just eat before I go. Yeah, um, that might help. I don't know. I, I think all of it makes a difference. People don't don't realize like what they put in their body um, affects like how your mind is working. Like I did the keto, which I, I'm happy I did because I, I really do feel I I've been kind of feeling like I want to do keto again, even though I'm doing powerlifting. So it would be like counterintuitive to do low carb when you're trying to gain strength. But I'm almost done. I have like another week and then another phase. So I'm like a month, almost a month away from finishing it. And then I think I'm going to maybe go keto after that, just because you get like a sense of clarity. And it's really, I mean, we can go into like a whole episode about um, metabolic flexibility, which is have your metabolism able to run off these different fuels of ketones or or, um, glucose, which when you're eating mostly carbs, it's mostly glucose. But the mental clarity you get when you're running off of ketones, like try it. If you don't believe me, just try it. Try going keto for a month and you f- your your thought process and the way you think is you, ha- you don't have that brain fog that you get with carbs where you're just like sometimes you just can't even think straight or the words that you're reading, you can't even comprehend what you're reading. But when you're running off of ketones, I feel like that energy just it feels so much cleaner. The keto diet is literally not sustainable for me because I eat rice every day. I love white rice. So it's just not a sustainable diet for me. But when I was doing it, it was good for that, for the exam, because I had a lot of mental clarity. Um, And fasting does that too. I know people have this, you know, say the same thing when they fast, they feel that mental clarity. So I think- Yeah, I love it. Like, I can't wait till I'm a BCBA because like- 
I just can't do it with this kid. Like the environment I'm in, it's the environment. Cause I was like, it's not me anymore. Like I fixed my problem of like my behavior, but my environment is making me feel this way. And like, I can't, like, I can't go against it and like pass out at this kid's fucking camp. Like I can't do that. Right. And I, I think the sweating is making my electrolytes low. But at the end of the day, if I drink electrolytes, I'm breaking my fast. So I might as well eat. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. like, people don't realize that because, like, um, my sister was like, oh, just bring a Gatorade. I'm like, that breaks my fast. Like, you know, like, I can't. So I might right. as well just eat and get my nutrients from my food and continue to drink water. But I don't even know if I could do keto as a vegan because I know certain vegetables are off limits. And, like, I, I will – as It'd be vegan, really difficult for you. Yeah, vegetables are my diet. Vegetables yeah. are my diet. So um, I don't know fruit, if I do, mostly, do it. Yeah, mostly fruit. A lot of fruit so, yeah, too. I'd be, yeah, it'd be really dif- difficult. Well, fruit has a lot of carbs. Like unless you get like the right. berries. Yeah, but yeah, it would be really difficult for you to do keto on a plant-based diet, which I'm sure there's people that are doing it, but I would think it's difficult. Like you probably have to do a lot of searching at Trader Joe's (laughs) and like a lot of meal planning. And, um, but yeah, maybe try drinking, um, like a liquid IV that might help too. Cause if you're, if you eat mostly whole foods, if you eat mostly whole foods, you're not, you're not getting that sodium that, um, a lot of people get the processed foods. So, a lot of the times right. we have like that imbalance of not enough sodium to your water. Right. Which yeah, can make you like true. migraines or feel nauseous and things like that. Right. That's our, our long ass EOAO intro that we love doing. Um, yes. And then now we are going to get into the true behaviors of crime. Get ready. <laughs> So today we are doing another true crime episode. I'm super excited. These are my favorite. So um, the case I'm covering today is extremely new. The defendant is actually still currently awaiting trial for full sentencing. I would like to take a moment to give a trigger warning that this case does involve sexual assault on pregnant women, abuse towards new mothers, and a doctor abusing his medical privileges and trust. So if anything of this nature makes you uncomfortable, this may not be the episode for you. Because it's a little, it's quick because it is like a newer case. I actually was planning to do like, um, I was telling Alex, like maybe a Richard Ramirez or like a Charles Manson, but mm-hmm. I don't know why I like couldn't get myself to like do the research. Like I just wasn't like feeling like an MO, like to get right. it done. And I was like thinking of like when I listen to Morbid, like they talk about that all the time. Like, oh, I didn't feel it. And I never like understood what they meant, but I felt like that. And then I was talking to my sister the other day and she told me about this case because um she's in nursing school and her teacher like brought it up and was like have you guys heard about this and so she was like telling me like the gist of it and I was like what the fuck I need to like look at that up yeah. like that is insane so um this didn't happen in the U.S. it happened in Brazil which once I like start reading the narrative like we'll go into that but I just wanted to like say that too so I think that's another reason why like it's new but also it wasn't like here so the information was kind of like limited and they're still like making updates because there's still like an investigation going on, but I'll just jump into it now. So between July 10th and July 11th of 2022, there's both dates in two different articles that I read. So um, he was arrested like the Monday of that weekend. So it happened one of those two days. So this just happened. Like just happened. This is July 24th today. Okay. Right. 
So it was in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, which by the way, like a lot of words might are kind of like in Portuguese. My Spanish is not great. Like I do speak some Spanish, so but I definitely don't speak Portuguese, so I might like trip up a little <laughs> bit. So I'm sorry. But in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, 32-year-old anesthesiologist Giovanni Quintea Bezerra was arrested after being caught red-handed sexually assaulting a woman while her cesarean section was being performed. Oh. The crime occurred at the Villar dos Teles Women's Hospital. Giovanni Quintea Bezerra was caught on camera inserting his penis into the victim's mouth while she was fully sedated and doctors were delivering her baby. Oh, my goodness. So he waited. Like, he waited till they were, like, working. Well, that is He was insane. caught Wait, insane. I just want to say that I had a C-section and there was, like, ah! five... I don't know, like five, seven doctors, nurses, right. doctors, my husband. How, what, how were they getting away with it when there were so many people in the room? Right. Well, that I'm going to tell you. Okay. So <laughs> he was caught because a nurse set up a hidden camera because she became suspicious of his behavior from earlier procedures in the day. So it has been released that the nurse claimed she set up this hidden camera because during the two prior cesarean sections that were performed that day with the same OR team, the anesthesiologist was extremely adamant and verbally aggressive about her staying on the opposite side of the curtain and not coming anywhere near him and was standing in a weird position and angle in relation to the mother. So she set up this camera because he was already being fucking weird with two other women earlier, which is like not normal. Like, cause what you're saying, like there's many people in the room. I'm not sure if, cause again, this isn't the United States. So I don't, and with COVID, like, I don't know how Brazil is. Maybe they're not allowing like additional like family members in the OR. Maybe they never do. Like, I feel like it might be a very American thing for men to be extremely present during birth. It might not. Cause I don't know. Like I'm, I'm ignorant to that, but like there could be a million reasons why she was alone or maybe she is a single mom. Like, I don't know. So based on the video assault of uh, the video footage, sorry, the assault lasted for 10 minutes. Oh and goodness. at the end of the assault, he is seen cleaning the victim's mouth with gauze. Fucking die. You are disgusting. That is disgusting. So police, Police are now investigating an additional five other patients who are possible victims of Bezerra, two of which are the patients from earlier in that day that the video video footage was received. So I have a direct quote from the website I got most of my information from. Well, actually all because I chose to stay with this one article, even though like there was two different dates. Um, so react. This is like a direct quote. Reacting to the incident, the governor of the state of Rio de Janeiro said, I was appalled to learn of the brutal case of the anesthesiologist at the hospital da Malor in Saijau de Mariti, sorry, filmed <laughs> raping a patient. I determined that there should be a be rigor and speed in the investigation of the very serious complaint. The governor of RJ will provide all necessary support to the victim. And then um, Bezerra is reportedly locked up indefinitely at Brazil's largest maximum security prison. It's called Bangu. Um, while the investigation continues. So he has like no possibility of getting out like during investigation. And he's reportedly been indicted for rape of a vulnerable person and faces eight to 15 years in prison. So just for this one victim that was caught on tape, but there is more possible um, sentencing to come because the full investigation of the five other victims is not complete. So this guy is a fucking piece of shit. 
Um, yeah. I I honestly like I feel like all of the people we talk about are like have something in them that are pieces of shit. But to me, this is like crazy because it's like not only did he do this to like probably some of the most vulnerable patients that exist yeah, ever. I'm, when you're having a C-section, they are literally taking out like your organs. They're like right pieces of you out to deliver that child. And I remember I was heavily sedated. Um, oh, I, I was right. like in and out of consciousness. So, I mean, I don't think I was that. I was out to the point where I would be able to be sexually assaulted. Um, because right. I was like in and out of consciousness. And my husband was on the other side of the curtain. So they do have a curtain up because they're performing like a surgery. Really <laughs> on you like yeah. your stomach's open and you're awake and you're in and out so yeah my husband was on the other side so maybe they didn't allow her husband or she was a right. single mother or because that, that other person in the room with you is the one that cuts the middle cord and that's what they right. did in my family so that is insane, insane. That is ris- and it's risky I mean like of course it's risky to do sexual assault but to do it in front of these other people right insane So I don't even know, like, I feel like the function is somewhat automatic because we're getting, like, a sexual release. Oh, for sure. So for sure. But I also, like, I feel like there was something, like, access, like, certain behaviors were access to the patient because, like, being, like, pushing the nurse, not physically pushing, but pushing the nurse to stay away. Um, thank, like, honestly, shout out to, like, all the nurses out there. Like, I'm not saying that doctors are bad, and I'm, like, I know that there's bad nurses, too, but, like, this is literally, like, this shows, like, what nurses truly are. Like, this bitch gave no fuck. She was, like, I don't give a fuck. I am catching this guy. This is weird. Like, anyone could have decided to just, like, not pay attention. Um, and it was stated in the, like, in the articles that, the doctors wouldn't have been able to notice because they're busy. Like, you know what I mean? Like he waited until they started actually working to like position his body a certain way, move, start, stop telling, start telling the nurse to like leave him alone. So like there was no, like the, I think in the nurse's statement, it seemed like she didn't want to put blame on the doctors that were performing the cesarean. Like they, mm-hmm. they are not thought to have been like be involved in any way. Right. Um, but it's just like, I just couldn't, I didn't even know what to say. Like my sister told me this and I was like, what like I felt like speechless that this happened like I couldn't even oh my god what what did the teacher say in her class like what was the point of her bringing it up well she she just no like it was like the beginning of class and it was like oh have you heard about the like the teacher will sometimes just bring up things that are yeah like happening but like relevant to like the medical field so she like brought it up she was like just like saying again like look as nurses like sometimes you're gonna have to do things that like are hard or like you're not you shouldn't always like trust in your doctor like don't be afraid to stand up for things but oh my god I just was like what the fuck this guy is a fucking psycho like (laughs) I just can't yeah, I I feel like it has to do some that like risk factor of it that probably plays a po- like a mo in it at least like knowing like oh I can get caught um the people are, like right here I'm not doing it completely alone so there's a big risk of me getting caught so I think that definitely probably makes it even um higher value of the reinforcer right and now I'm thinking like if there is an involvement of a certain type of fetish like that could be like a necrophilia fetish, to be honest, um, a dominance fetish, 
I don't think a dominance fetish is a problem, but I think if you have a necrophilia fetish, you're a fucking weirdo, and I don't care if you get mad at me. That's fucking gross. And but like, I don't know. Like, it's gross. Like, you have a fetish about fucking dead people. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, go figure that out because that just escalates and like t- that's how jeffrey Dar- Dahmer started he had a fucking necrophilia fetish and then look what happened to him but i don't know i just like i just was like thinking like this is the type of behavior that i was reading this and i still am like i don't know what the fuck that is like that's why right. i want to talk about it because i'm just like what is wrong with this guy <laughs> like <laughs> other than the automatic right. function i'm like i genuinely have no idea like what the fuck was going through your head like how would i even like i think that? a lot of these like cases that we see and like as we're getting into more different scenarios i there's something that's beyond our scope it's more than how we could explain it in aba like they're a sociopath or they're a psychopath there's actually this one i was listening to this one true crime and the, the kid, I mean, there's so many different functions of behaviors that we can talk about. But at the end of the day, the kid was a psychopath. Like, he had no no emotions, no empathy, no remorse. He, like, there was just nothing there. And that is more than ABA could have ever explained. Because the human, like, the human experience usually encompasses empathy and all those, all those other emotions. So when you right. don't have it, um, that's just, like, beyond what we can explain in ABA because those at the attention or escape or sensory, it's like they don't even have the capacity to um, crave attention from other people. It's just what they want. And like, it's, I guess maybe it's all sensory based. It's all like for their own like self. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Right. The only thing I can say is that I do think what you can apply ABA to with a lot of these cases or cases like what Alex is talking about is that like, no, at the end of the day, like behavior is learned. So you get the urge to do this behavior and that might be something that we can't like, like operationally define in our field. I think it's okay for us to admit that sometimes we're not going to have an operational definition for something, but eventually, like at the end of the day, that person had this desire whatever the function is to do something and there was some type of reinforcement because they wouldn't continue to do it again if it was only punishment no matter what so this guy clearly obviously has done this repeatedly and gotten away with it and has gotten some reinforcement from it that benefits him so he's continued to do it and finally got caught and now he's being placed on extinction like he genuinely cannot like ever do this again so the behavior is not going to happen again yeah, so unless it like goes some. Yeah, it. unless it, that he does to somebody else or it, like right. manifests in a different way because right different topographies. It could be like the same function of like sensory, and it's like with a risk. Maybe like that's what it like. You know, those two things is what's like the function, and he could be doing that in prison, maybe in another way though, because. It's like the people. It's like the people who like still just for that like little feeling of like oh I got away with it, and then uh, maybe it's it's like it turns into like spitting in someone's food and giving them to eat like oh I got away with it like it's a different topography but it serves the same function of that like little that little sensory feeling that you get like of doing something you shouldn't be doing or putting your gum underneath like a public table or something like that littering and no one's looking so those things like it looks different so that would be um response class yes 
<laughs> that would be that would be responsible. Yes, that would be responsible. It's because all of those behaviors they they look different, but they serve the same function. So I think that I mean it depends. If less he works that out, I think people need to like see therapist or whatever work it out. Like why are you sexually assaulting? women that are getting C-sections. Like, he needs to work that out with therapists. And if he doesn't, then he might. Like, it might manifest in, like, a different way. Um, Right. Completely different. Maybe he's not, like, sexually assaulting prisoners. But it could look like him being, like, a kitchen cook and putting his dick in the macaroni. Like, who knows? Yeah, that's true. Um, So, by the way, I was watching videos of that I, there was like this one video that went viral of this lady that um was like sticking like food up her vagina before serving it what why? yes i don't <laughs> exactly why why do why? people do these things and it's probably the same thing like just to get that function of sensory um of like just to do something bad like just to do something that you shouldn't be doing that that feeling that you get that rush that risk factor which is something I used to get when I was a teen, when I used to steal all the time. It was just, I would steal the randomest things. It was like a fish tank that I didn't need. Like, literally, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, um, Walmart used to sell fish. They don't sell fish anymore. But me and my sister. It's because they, of Alex. I'm just yes, kidding. <laughs> all the fish. Like, it was just things that we didn't need. But we're, we did it because we just crave that, like feeling that of adrenaline doing, rush like, yeah that adrenaline rush like you're just doing it like oh let's go let's go to walmart today and go steal a fucking fish tank and some fish um yeah <laughs> so that was like so i think Great. these these criminals they probably have maybe emptiness which is like they're trying to fulfill with this craziness and obviously if there's some yeah um sexual you know, desire and part of that, which is something else they need to figure out because that's, it's, you can't be, that's not normal. Like, that is so traumatic. Those poor women, they just gave birth. I know. I, I can't imagine. So Luckily, the governor, I believe it was, like, he seems extremely, like, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you see, like, I feel like this, maybe this is an American thing. Everybody's obviously innocent until proven guilty, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes because mm-hmm. I feel like, I've never really seen anything happen in our country where someone steps forward and is like, okay, well, like, don't worry because this is going to be handled. It's kind of like they have to like kind of dance around the way that they speak until the person actually sits in front of a jury and is told like this person's a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But um, here it's kind of like this guy is like, no, like this was on video. Like this guy is not getting out of jail. The victims are going to be helped. Like I mm-hmm. feel like that not that that takes away from the horrifying experience that these victims have gone through but at least the person of their country is willing to like i feel like very protective of them and like what they went through you have anything else on it no that was like i said it was a short case because it's still so new maybe the next time i do one if there's an update i'll just like put a little update before but i feel bad because i feel like also behaviorally there wasn't that much i mean we talked about extinction we talked about function behavior being learned like all of those things but it really Mm -hmm. was short but it was just something that intrigued me so much because i just was like wow this is fucking crazy this is and not ignorantly but i do think that this would also be something that wouldn't really happen here not saying that it can't because it definitely can like a doctor just because you're a doctor in the united states doesn't mean that you're like perfect but i like i'm like wow like some most of the time somebody's in there 
like a family member, a spouse, like something. So I just felt like this was so bizarre. Like the minute my sister told me this, I was like, there was no way this happened in the United States. Like it would be all over the news. It would be all over Instagram, TikTok, everything. Like how did I not hear about this? So that was another reason. Have you heard of the the coach? Was he like a gymnastic coach that was like young girls? I watched the documentary on Netflix, Fucking Monster. Maybe I'll do him next. We can compare. Yeah, I mean those. I mean those are those things happen in the United States. Also, what about the guy that was putting uh, inseminating his own semen into all these four? Oh my god! Yes, I saw that too. Crazy. That was like they have like hundreds of siblings, and that's you know it, that's so crazy that you go into basically they want you know they need semen to get pregnant. I don't know if like their husband their husband semen wasn't working, so they went to this doctor. Um, and they were able to like pick out, I think there was some type of portfolio where you can go through and you can pick out like characteristics or whoever you wanted to be your baby dad. And it ended up being the same doctor. So he was like a father of like, <laughs> of like, oh my hundreds. God, I know. I could not imagine. And how Awful. like identity crisis when you find out like <sighs> you're not your dad's kid and you're actually half of this monster. I, would I can't be like, even imagine. I know. I didn't finish that um, documentary. I just, I just started. I couldn't get into it. It was like too much. I know. Because I feel like it was kind of like once you knew what happened, like it was very drawn out. Like the first, I watched it too. It was like in the first two episodes, you figure out like, okay, yeah. what he was doing, who the siblings like, are. Sibling so then you're kind of like, yeah, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. what else do you like? What else do you talk about? Yep, Exactly. Okay, guys, so we are giving away a $10 gift card if you leave us a review. Literally, you have a 100% chance of winning this gift card because, like, no one's reviewing us. So if you give us a review, you're most likely going to get a gift card. (laughs) Yes. But the more people, obviously, the bigger the raffle. So please give us a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe now wherever you're listening to your podcast. You can email us at abaonapod at gmail. You can find us on Instagram at abaonapod. And then you can find me personally at Objective Outcomes. And you can find me at Behavior with Ash. And thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.